Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, we have author Diana Mary Rose. She is a psychic medium, a Reiki and Seiken master of the healing arts, and a classically trained homeopath. Her clairaudient and telepathic abilities are profound, and she used them while she was writing her new book called Atlantis and Gaia, Magic, Reincarnation, COVID, and Earth Healing Today an entertaining and enjoyable read, which explains in an easygoing style, reincarnation and soul healing through natural medicines, such as homeopathy and herbs. Atlantis and Gaia introduces you to new concepts and will blow your mind. Welcome, Diana. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Delighted to be here. Thank you so much for being here to share your new book. You'll have to tell us a little bit about your awakening. Ah, yes. I think, well, yes, many over, over time, I think right the way through my sort of adult life, I think, you know, and I think probably it's true of a lot of people, you go through a trauma and it pushes you forward into a, a new area of understanding. Not that you want to go through that at all, but you do. And you come out a slightly different and strengthened person, you know, as a result. Certainly, I think um, more recently, I think my, my kids had so many problems as a result of, I fear to say it, for vaccines. It, it all comes down to vaccine uh, wow. damage. And it sent me looking for answers to sort them out you know they were in a terrible mess multiple allergies asthma the actual the the multiple allergies were horrendous because there were chemical allergies and uh, my daughter when she was little but would be either coming straight out the bottom end with diarrhea vomiting up coming up blowing up in eczema she touched anything it was absolutely a nightmare on earth So that's where I really seriously got into alternative medicine because we were down at the doctors every five minutes and they were just they were just throwing antibiotics at them and it was just making everything worse. Yeah. So that was the big, big turning point. And then slightly later on, when my son was was ill, he was down with um, you call it mono, don't you, in America? Mono. That was a huge difference. Actually, it, it was wonderful in a way because it introduced me to Reiki healing because I was so desperate. The homeopathy was helping, but it wasn't actually solving the problem. And out of sheer desperation, I hit off in a completely different direction and discovered Reiki. And the Reiki master who came along, he cured him in one session and he'd been ill for months. You know, it was like one of those miracle eye-opener moments. 
I was so grateful. But then this, this wonderful man, he said, well, you can do this on a weekend course. And so I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm just let me through the door now, you know. So that actually propelled me into Reiki, which was a, a massive eye opener, massive. But it, it, but I went through this incredibly worrying period with, with Alexander in order to, you know, I thought he's, he's never going to get any better. You know, it was just it was just awful, you know. So, yes, I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. I think you, you go looking for answers because yeah. of the problems that you have, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a mother and I also am a Reiki master. I have four children, so I found oh, that to be common with say, you. Yes, I've got four children, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. And, you know, coincidentally, I didn't think about this until I was reading some of your bio that my daughter also got mono around the same time that right. I was going through my Reiki journey. Right. Yes. And so that's interesting. And I do remember, I mean, her immune system was just so weak for so yeah. long. Yeah. 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 So uh -huh. she's getting a little stronger now as an adult. Mm -hmm. However, you know, I grew up Christian and mm -hmm. when I also discovered Reiki, I think it was also an awakening to wait, we're energetic bodies. Yes, what? yes, quite. Yes, who's who's heard of that before? You know, that's right. You discover all these these wonderful things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All the energies around and yeah, yeah. Yes. The fact that many of us are ill or sick or have mental illnesses because of the energy that we're picking up around us. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a stronger whole can help to alleviate that, you know, and, and but um, yes, I mean, with the, with, the, with the Reiki, when I did the, uh, I did the, my first Reiki, Reiki one over a weekend and um, it was, um, I don't know, the, the, you know, so many, a couple of symbols on Saturday and then you come back and you have this wonderful day and a couple of them on the Sunday. Now, the Saturday evening, there I was in bed, just on that point where you go to sleep and you're half in and half out of sleep. And I saw in my mind's eye a Native American Indian. And he, he, he was looking sideways. He was looking sideways. And, uh, and I was, you know, it's like you accept anything when you're in that state, you know, you're just going to yeah. sleep, you know. And then he blinked. And he just started jumping out of the bed. Oh my God, he's alive, you know. Um, and it was such a surprise. But it was a wonderful surprise. And evidently it was something to do with, I don't know if that, if that was my spirit guide coming through or whatever, but it was my introduction big time to seeing a spirit um, I mean, to start with, it was to say, it was just like a picture. I thought, oh, that's unusual. Yeah, that's a funny thing. It's like in a dream, you know. But then he blinked and it was just amazing. Yeah. So, so yes, Reiki certainly moved me forward rapidly, you know, into uh, a new sense of excitement, really, and spirituality. Yeah. So what was your life like before that? Like your spiritual life? Yeah, um, it was... Um, well, if, if you go back to my childhood, that was very different because I was brought up um, on a hill in the Welsh mountains um, in a big garden. No one really there to play with particularly. So I used to play with the fairies and I had a fairy castle and I'd go along and I'd chat to my fairies in the fairy castle. I even used to play tennis with the fairies because I knew they were in the hedge. So my fantasy world was, was an, an extraordinary place. And um, and I just knew they were there, 
you know, I just knew they were. Um, I used to drag my grandma along to see my fairy castle and explained about all the fairies. So, um, yes, yeah, so I th there's that. But then slightly later on in my childhood, I used to have terrible, terrible trouble sleeping because every time I closed my eyes, this brilliant light would come and shine on my eyes, you know, so it was like bright, bright, bright light coming in. And I was so terrified of being blinded by the bright light wow. that I just I just couldn't go to sleep. I can't close my eyes because I didn't want to see that bright light. Now, um, I just thought I was being silly. And of course, nobody understood. Um, but now, as I understand that, it, it links into all sorts of things. Um, for a start, I realized that was a healing light coming in from spirit. And somebody said, really, only in the last 10 years, if you if you had gone with that light, you would have gone through and, and met the the other world, you know, because I was obviously incredibly sensitive. I didn't realize that. I was just pushing it away because I was terrified it was going to blind me. It was so bright. But then. Again, once I began to realize that we have past lives, finally I realized that I did have a horrific life in World War One. And I've seen this, I've witnessed it since. And it brought through a phobia of blindness because ever since I can remember, certainly since the age of three, I was terrified of blindness. So of course, this bright light coming in my eyes, the first thing I think is it's going to blind me. I've got, I've got, I can't sleep, it's going to blind me. So so it's fascinating. So yes, in other yeah. words, in my childhood, I was very sensitive and I would say very psychic, yeah. It's so amazing that there's something to that space that you were talking about, that in between awake and asleep, beta plane wave, which children are also, until they say maybe seven years old or school time, yeah. Sports, yeah. that they're also in that same space where That's they're funny. only receiving, right? They're not putting out a lot of thoughts. They're only in the place of receiving information. Yeah. And, you know, and I love that state. That's where I'm always trying to get back to as an adult. Yes. Yes. But, you know, our children are so divine in our journey because my children have taught me so much. One mm. of the first things that really pushed me into my spiritual journey, my youngest daughter, is when she was before she was five, she was like four, four, almost five. She had told me and her older sister and this and have you, this is a little girl who loved fairies, princesses, ponies, yeah. you know, all the things. <laughs> but she told me out of the blue, did you know one time I was an old man? Uh -huh. And me and my oldest daughter looked at each other like, hmm? weird. And yeah. she goes, yeah, my name was John Williamson. Wow. And so we kind of just like, we were confused. And then I think it yeah. was my oldest daughter said, well, what do you know about him? And she goes, he lived in New York. Yeah. And then she never talked about him again. And we just laughed it off and thought it was kind of strange that a little girl yeah. would want to be a princess would choose to say that she was once an old man. It just yeah. didn't make any yeah. sense. And <laughs> yeah. so I signed up for my first past life regression because I right. wanted to see what this yeah. is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. So what, what happened when you had a regression? I had went, I remember it was my birthday about seven years ago. And I really went under fairly quickly. And it was a lot, it was very long regression, but I was on a plantation and I was of mixed race. 
it was very detailed. I did have an in-between life that was very, very interesting where my spirit guide called me by my soul's name, which was shocking. And then about six months later, or maybe even less, I ended up doing my ancestry and I actually found so many plantation owners in my tree and found out that I was French Creole of mixed race. And I never knew any of it. So there were so many synchronicities that started happening and unfolding. And I just kept leaning into them. And Mm. it was a huge part of me. It is fascinating. I mean, I think with the more I look into past lives, because I've been sort of studying them now for maybe 12, 15 years, at least, well, more than that, probably, the more I realise that our natural assumptions, you know, those instinctive assumptions are very often coming from a past life. They're there sort of hanging around in the aura. And, you know, you think, well, why do you feel like that about so-and-so? You know, there's no, there's no, logical reason why you would feel like that other than the fact it's there in the auric field and in another lifetime it mattered or it happened something happened to create that you know and it's it sort of filters through it's just so so interesting you know but yeah my kids when they were little they had quite a lot of dreams which were historical I mean my one Mm -hmm. son the, the one the one that that had mono he used to have a recurring dream and he was dressed up as a very rich man with a gold cane and a, and a hat and some sort of stockbroker or something. And he lost all his money. He said, I know there's no point in trying to accumulate money because I will lose, you know, you just lose it because this dream was kept, kept telling him that. And now, of course, I realize that was a past life where he, you know, he had experienced that, um, you know, uh, for a long time, I thought, well, maybe it was the, you know, the, the great crash, you know, the stock market crash. Or yeah. something. But it was some something like that. But it, but it was a recurring dream. And he was like, you know, anything from, well, presumably from naught, I would say, right up to 10 or so. Uh, he'd have these dreams and they kept coming. But it, when you think about it logically, it's a bit weird to dream when you're that a small kid. You know, you don't, you, that's not logical. So it's much more logical, really, to realize that you're simply seeing yourself as you were in a past life. Yeah, right. They've all had dreams like that and they're fascinating. I had a dream and it was a reoccurring dream for years. And one day I shared it with my family and my oldest daughter starts finishing my dream. She oh. had been there as well. And wow. I mean, I, mean, I, we, I yeah. was even saying it, we both were shocked. Yeah. And hers was reoccurring too. But the difference was I was looking for something. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was looking for. And she was yeah. hiding in this place. Yeah. We didn't figure it out for years, but when we did, I was like, wow. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, it's it's such a lovely feeling. I mean, when I was a child, five or six or whatever, I got it all sussed, you know, that you're born and you start and you grow and then you die and then you you and then you get smaller and then you start again and you grow. So I mean I had I so in other words, um I kind of got reincarnation in my own little head kind of worked out 
And then I remember my my mother or somebody saying, oh, no, that's not right. No, 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 you just die. And that's it. That's it. I mean, you're in the ground and, you know, you sort of like you rot. But yeah. I mean, so you don't, you know, no, no. And I was horrified. I was really, that really freaked me out because I had known in before that, well, we obviously reincarnate, you know. So it just shows you how the sort of the Christian model of one life only is horrible. <laughs> I know. So it's so you've had past life regressions as well? I have not regressions, but I have okay. seen many past lives when I meditated or during a healing session, certainly during a meditation session, I've I've seen many of my past lives. Mm-hmm. And more recently, I mean, I've been meditating for maybe 12 years. And as you meditate, you become more and more psychic. And my Claire audience, which started off 20 years ago as the odd word coming through, and then it was a sentence and a few pictures. And But as I've meditated, it's become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And then about three years ago, it suddenly kind of flipped into telepathic Claire audience, where you're mm-hmm. simply having a conversation with a spirit guide. So he's chatting to me all the time, you know, well, not, not now, but he would be if I walked around the block or something on my own, he yeah. would literally be talking to me, which is extraordinarily wonderful. But it's been built up over decades. And yeah. I would actually argue it's probably been built up over many lifetimes of meditating yeah. and being spiritual. Yeah. I don't think it's something that just happens, you know, out of the blue for as a bit of luck. It's dedication to to meditation so now I've got this wonderful wonderful I mean this is how I wrote the book and that that is pure dictation from spirit it's not me it is me but it isn't me it's it's my spirit guide telling me what to write you know the language is sort of unusual it's slightly didactic it's a bit old-fashioned and the, the interesting thing about spiritual sort of dictation in a way is it never ends it goes on and on and on so you can always add a bit more onto the sentence and I think that's probably kind of what happens in the book it, it just carries on all the time you know, at some point you've got to cut it you know so that, that's it we're stopping there you know um, but that's that's because that's the way it comes through to me mm-hmm. but also in the meantime um, I, I sort of chat away and my my wonderful spirit guide tells me so so many things about my past lives so and they all make sense because he explains how a sort of thought pattern now or a certain illness now or whatever it is links in to your past lives Uh, my past lives or my family's past lives and again I've been cataloguing my entire family's past lives because you you know like you do when you're a Reiki master one of the kids is ill and you do a bit of healing um I I um I got a voice recorder uh and I decided because I was hearing words and I was seeing things while I was healing the kids over the years and I thought oh I'm gonna write all this down so I got a voice recorder and I just threw into it everything I saw and heard. And then I wrote it out afterwards. But what I would see while I was healing somebody's whatever it is, you know, whatever problem they had, I'd be seeing sort of historical pictures, you know, people in Scottish costume or all sorts of strange things. A, a French lady from the court of Louis the Fourteenth, or, you know, whatever I was seeing. And I was also hearing things. And so I then started to catalogue an index 
all and and work out which which countries they'd been in and which centuries they related to and then I started to look at all my files because I've got four kids and I've got my husband and me and my brother and God knows what you know and then I started to index them all Uh and start to work out oh hang on a minute so Christopher in that life he seems to know Alexander Uh they were in the same life together in that one that's interesting so I'm sort of starting to look at all the interrelationships so I hope one day when I've got time I certainly want to write it for my family that is so cool you'll like this so early on in my Reiki journey discovered a spirit guide that I would see every time in my meditations and I remember one time in a dream my momo is what I called her my grandma said his name is David I was like, oh, okay. So that's why I started calling him. But I couldn't speak with him because he was a mute monk. Uh He wouldn't speak. Later on, someone had also brought to my attention, well, possibly he he took a vow of silence. And then I start putting together that he may have been a Franciscan monk. Well, I had another past life regression where I was a nun that wasn't supposed to be a nun. But I said that I was a Franciscan. I actually didn't know what a Franciscan was, but I said I was a Francisco nun or something. (laughs) I didn't even know the words. I think that I definitely have had a past life or something significant with this monk. Down the road, I started to put more and more things together. And in the in-between life regression, the therapist had asked him because he was there. He was the one who called me by my soul's name. She Mm -hmm. said, well, um, why don't you speak to her? And he goes, I do all the time in her writing. And I would write, like, I couldn't stop. I'd be at work, like writing. I'd be making dinner and it just would come out. And Mm -hmm. like you, I'm like, I'd read it. I'm like, this is some good stuff. I don't even know where it came from. Yeah, no, very similar, very similar. Yeah, except except with with me, I actually hear him talking. But yeah, but yes, you're you're getting the, getting the inspiration to come straight through, and 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 yes. And mm. what's interesting is, I was so focused on the past life regression part, I forgot that that happened. So it wasn't until years later when I re-listened to the regression, I heard that, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been making fun of the guy saying he had yeah. been talking to me. Hey listeners, have you wanted to try out some of the amazing sessions heard on Sense of Soul podcast? Perhaps you wanted to learn more and didn't want to break the bank in doing so. Well, now you can. Each month as a level two Sense of Soul Patreon member, you can experience many intuitive sessions from a range of unique healing modalities from some of my most favorite guests for free. That's right, for free. It's my way of giving back and to thank you so much for your support. So go to www.patreon.com backslash sense of soul. That's www.patreon.com backslash sense of soul. You can also find this link in the show notes. Now, do you feel that maybe you've had past lives with your spirit guides? Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. In fact, I've been told so. That's right. That's right. I think there is very much a sort of sense that spirit guides, they can be up there permanently. But on the other hand, they've all incarnated on the earth multiple times. And out of those multiple times, we will have been together on, on some occasions. That's right. 
Yeah. Do you have a name for your spirit guide? I mean, is yes, it male, I, female? I it's a male. It's Thor, the god Thor, the Viking god Thor. Oh, okay. That's right. And it comes through again and again and again, hundreds of times. So there's there's no disputing that his name is Thor and he calls himself a minor deity. Yeah. And he's got a lovely deep voice and a great sense of irony, which I find so funny. He's got a very ironic sense of humor. We get we get on great. Yeah, we, we, it's just lovely. It's lovely. So he's the one who is helping you write the book that's about to be released. Yes, except that there are other entities or whatever you like to call it who come in too. So he's not the he's not the only one. Also, um, my my grandmother, my grandmother Ethel. Uh, she can come in. She can be very powerful and pushy as she was on Earth. She was very <laughs> powerful and pushy there and she still is now, you know, so she can come in. But also what's interesting is I can draw. I do draw all the time on my own past life personas, as it's called. So Aristophanes, and I hear his wit. Uh, he was he had a, a wonderful zany sense of humor. And his wit, he, he just has me in stitches in a different way. So, yes, I, he comes in sometimes. And Christopher Marlowe is another one. The, the, there, there, are various, there are various personas that I've had. And I was also, as I understand it, Julian of Norwich. She was a depressive and they influenced the way I write. There's no question about that. She's not a good influence because she's so depressed that she creates a very serious, you know, dull kind of language. And, and I had to, the, my original first draft, shall we say, of this book was really serious, dogmatic, religious. It was heavy, you know, it was heavy. Mm -hmm. And I now, as I understand it, there was too much of her coming through. There's just too much of it. She sort of went away and Aristophanes comes in and, and the, first, the first draft went in the bin and we start again with a much lighter feel. But you, yeah, so it's interesting. You do, you do definitely bring in these different personas, different energies, yeah. as well as spirit guides and so on coming out, coming in. It's a wonderful and amazing world that we live in. And yet yeah. most people out there are, very unaware of it really I mean most people have actually had some sort of experience that they would say is a bit weird and they mm -hmm. wonder there's a question mark over it yeah. but then they dismiss it and carry on that's normal you know yeah. um, because they had a mom or dad or you know a teacher or someone one time tell them you know that's silly that's not true yeah. you know that's right. yeah it's just, it's yeah. just you fantasizing you know you've got to grow yeah. up that's right yeah. right <laughs> So, you know, I had a QHHT session, which is the quantum healing hypnosis technique, Dolores Cannon's original. Oh, yes. um, okay. She had me look at my feet and I didn't have any feet. Okay. Yeah. And so she had me look at my hands and they were scaly and webbed. Right. That's and unusual. so it was very uncomfortable for me. And I was under hypnosis for probably over an hour at that point, And my ego came in dismissing that I didn't want to be in it I didn't want to be that and so it was I kind of came out of it for a second because my ego came in so strong such mm. a judgy ego I have yeah <laughs> so a lot of people suggested well maybe it was like the time of Atlantis or something or maybe you were a reptilian a root race um yeah. you know I've heard a lot of people yeah. suggest different things um 
But tell me the significance of Atlantis in your book and how that is something that your guides wanted you to bring to us. Yeah, most, most definitely. That's right. Atlantis keeps coming in again and again and again. And I think it's, it's, it's really trying to put the earth into context of where our civilization started, the, the real civilization, which came after the dinosaurs. And it came with Atlantis, the Atlantean civilization coming from another planetary system and arriving. And there seemed to be at least three attempts by the Atlanteans to come back over many, I don't know how many thousands of years, but they landed at least three times. On a couple of those, they crash landed. But they have sort of underpinned our entire society. And the ley lines seem to be absolutely crucial to the health and welfare of Gaia's living body, as, as we call the living, the living body of, of the Earth. And the ley lines have been destroyed multiple times over through history. A lot of the information that comes through is about healing the ley lines and where light, where ley lines are healthy and well that's where the rainforests are enabled to you know recover and so on so a lot of a lot of today there's an influence in terms of spiritually um the universe is focusing on healing the ley lines around the world in order to bring sustenance really back to what you might call mother gaia or whatever whatever you like to call it during the civilizations of Atlantis, there have been undoubtedly nuclear wars um, and areas of the earth have been blown apart and reshaped. And I mentioned that in the book. And then Mu, there is there are two other civilizations, Mu and Lemuria. And I, I think Mu might get a paragraph. <laughs> Basically, it's about Atlantis and how our entire society comes from that. Much of our language comes from Atlantis. And also multiple personalities, huge sort of world stage personalities have incarnated first in Atlantis. They come from Atlantis. So, for example, I mentioned George Harrison, John Lennon of the Beatles and how they were Atlanteans to begin with. They came to restructure the the earth, to heal the earth. And their light is phenomenally strong. And many, many other you know, heroes, as I call them, my heroes in my books have Atlantean descent. Yeah. And how music, a lot of music comes from Atlantis as well and, and so on and so forth. It's quite extraordinary. But yes, as the more I write, and I mean, this book is one book. I've also written another book and Atlantis comes right back in again, you know, and George Harrison comes right back in again. So dear George, um, he's such a fascinating, fascinating character of huge goodness and power within the earth. I hesitate to say I use George to explain multiple incarnations, although I do reincarnation again and again, because I couldn't keep him out of the book. This is where it's called mediumship, you know, clairaudience and so on, and how I'll be happily writing away um, some fascinating spiritual sort of insight. And into my head comes George Harrison. I mean, this is what happened um, 
when I was first writing this. And I said, well, the, Be- the Beatles came. And so I, I don't want the Beatles. They're has-beens. They're over. They're 50 years <laughs> out of date. So I just literally uh, would dump that, you know, delete the paragraph. No, I don't want that. Because I can. Yeah, I've got free will. I can delete, yeah. you know, paragraphs if I want to delete them. And I thought, no, I don't want the Beatles in. So I'd just be carry on writing. And the Beatles come back in again. And after about, I think, six attempts to delete them, um, I thought, oh, what the hell? Um, I'll just go with it. And whoa, that was so fascinating. So, so sometimes I think when there's a message that my spirit guide or whoever's up there wants to get through to the earth mm-hmm. plane via my writing, they just keep bashing away at it until I give in and say, okay, I'm obviously not going to get away without mentioning George Harrison. Let's go for it. Fine. I'll Fine. Do it. I'll do it. That's right. <laughs> so George, he's lovely. I love him. Um, but George comes in a lot. Other really fascinating superstars who are obviously hugely spiritually evolved, like Fred Astaire. The only people who come into my book are very highly evolved spirits and are here for a genuine purpose of healing the world. Yeah, I use them to really talk about reincarnation and, and how karma works and so on. Because everybody's everybody's heard of a, a superstar. You so, know what yeah. I like I like about the book and I like about what you were just saying is that, you know, oftentimes I feel that the conversation happens a lot with a lot of my guests where we're talking about like how you can heal yourself. Like if you look at this on a collective level or like at a global level, you could do the same for the earth, you know? I mean, it starts with you. Yeah. But when you think about our bodies, we have all these vortexes called chakras, right? And you have all the nadis that are communication highways, Uh which could be considered to the earth's vortexes. And also like you were saying, the ley lines. Oh, yes, indeed. They will interlink. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we give ourselves Reiki, you know, in a spiritual sense. And so we should be maybe doing this for the earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although I I, I think also the message that quite often comes through is actually sort yourself out first. Because, you know, that, that because that inevitably leads to good vibes running all the way down the street. You know, the neighbors benefit. So rather than rather than leaving yourself depleted and helping that little old man over there and your good vibrations inevitably help him anyway. So it's that kind of thing. It's it's the opposite to that dear old Boy Scout thing, you know, of, of going around sort of doing yeah. good deeds. It's actually no sort yourself out first. You're number yeah. one and then everybody else will enjoy the benefit of your good vibrations and, and yeah. your positivity, you know. Yeah. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. You know, I always love that yeah. one too. But, you yeah. know, I live along the sleigh line. It's called the Great Aurora Ley Line. It actually goes with the gas line, which is so interesting. And yeah. I always wondered, like, I know that it's right here near me. And I always wonder, like, am I on the good side or the bad side? But I, you know, there's definitely a lot of energy here. And we know that these ley lines go to vortexes. We have one in Red Rocks. It's this just Red Rock area. And they made it into this concert hall, which is mm-hmm. interesting. You talked about music. I mean, it's just like amazing. You know, I think it's some like 30 some tribes called and honor it as a sacred ground. Uh-huh. You know, so you know that there's something special about these places. 
but I didn't know that they had been destroyed or there was some sort of, it seems like maybe an agenda that they well, would some, be. Some, some are, but they're being healed rapidly, but some are. One of the sort of tips, shall we say, I had from upstairs was to play rock music in your garden. Wow. Uh, rock music is incredibly healing on an earth level because it is such a boom, 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 you know, yeah. sound. Rock guitar, you know, any kind of that sort of thing. It actually heals the, the ley lines via the trees. The trees the trees lap up that energy. It's a very earth god sound, isn't it? You know, nice. playing that kind of music. I play a lot of Stevie Nicks. <laughs> oh, and the Beatles. I love the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My dad was a huge Beatle fan. My mom was huge John Lennon. I mean, when he died, I, like I remember the day very clearly. Oh, she yeah. was so devastated. Yeah, yeah. I still play his music. In fact, even my younger kids love, mm -hmm. love the Beatles yeah. as well. Yeah. But, you know, their intention in, in the writing of their words, of their music was so beautiful and so yeah. peaceful and yeah. loving and hopeful to the mm -hmm. world. It's an interesting thing because obviously they, as I understand it now, they are huge, huge powers, you know, all four of them, massive powers. Wow. But when you think about their message, it never wavers. Yes. You remember that one time where all of the different celebrities and artists got together and they did the We Are the World song? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, in the mid 80s, you mean the Live yes. Aid? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and they were, yeah, it was a fundraiser, I remember. Yeah, that was an extraordinary moment, wasn't it? Yeah. But we need that right now. We need something yeah. big like that right now. Yeah, yeah. You need to talk to your guides and make them make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> they can arrange it, baby. <laughs> My assumption is that your guides had you write this book for the collective, did they not? For yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the big yeah. message that they wanted to, you know, reveal? Ah, oh, the big message. God, there's so many big messages, so many <laughs> messages in it. You know, I think it, it is simply to wake the world up yeah. to the idea that we live multiple times and that we are responsible for the earth. Yeah. I, I think that one of the big problems with, say, the idea that we only live once is it's a very materialistic message. Well, I bet I'm only here once. I might as well make as much cash as I can. Rip off anybody in sight. Rip off the earth. It doesn't matter. I'm going to die. You know, but if you understand that actually you come back, you have to experience the consequences of your doings. It wakes you up to think, well, actually, maybe I should live my life slightly differently. It, it definitely has an impact on the way you live your life. So I think the, the, the message really is that we live multiple times and, and how karma works. So that we, even though we may not sort of, you, you know, you, you get all sorts of terrible people doing terrible things. You think they got away with it, but they don't because they, they have to, in some way, work through those consequences in a future lifetime. The message is really to help people to understand that, there's so much positive about the world, you know, and it's it's mm -hmm. it's about love, positivity, healing, and also that there are so many other options out there than the obvious ones, you know. It can get you down, you know. For example, with alternative medicine, I mean, you go along to a doctor or whatever, 
And they can be so depressing, you know, say, well, you just have to live with it, you know, or it's your age or, you know, we'll just take these drugs. We'll, we'll do what we can. Well, we'll have to operate, you know, but all that's, that's such a negative way, but it's essential if that's all you know about. I think it's important to know that there are so many other methods of healing, mm. which are, are effective and work, you know. It is our birthright it's yeah. in to be able to heal as well. Yeah, it is. And that's another message, really, I think, in, in, the, in the book is that there's always a reason why things happen. Um, it may not be nice, but there is a reason for it. It's all, it's all about balance at the end of the day. You know, your karmic, you, your doings from a previous life have to balance out with this life and, and so on. Yeah. So one more thing I wanted to ask you about is that you're a Seekin master. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that it's it's a different energy it's 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 like well obviously a lot of people understand reiki and there's an attunement and you attune yourself to these energies coming down this is a different energy and you can attune yourself to that one and it's an egyptian energy Mm. comes from ancient egypt and for me it was certainly a lot more potent than reiki reiki was wonderful i mean it was like you know earth changing moment for me but then about 10 years later I did an attunement with Seikem and that was the moment when I started seriously seeing past lives and and the imagery was really coming in powerfully and that the clear audience started to come through so so it was the it was the Seikem that brought really brought a lot of the clear audience and Seikem and um, clear audience and clairvoyance through with I'd been doing Reiki for probably about 10 years. And it, in comparison, it was the odd little picture. It, oh, whoa, I saw something, you know, yeah. it was like the odd little picture. And then when I did the Seikem tunement, it was like full on, you know, in your face. Whoa. You know? And that's, that's when the past lives really started to happen. So the way I view it is it's something to do once you've gained a lot of experience with your, your Reiki and had a great time, then you kind of move on to, simply because that's the way I did it, you move on to say care and you take on a stronger, different energy, and then you can use both of them together. They simply are very different, but they certainly made me a lot more psychic. And for me, that's wonderful because I'm just so fascinated by everything. When I did the say chem attunement, that's when I started cataloging all my kids' past lives (laughs) They were like coming at me, you know, full on. I said, wow. Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah. So I'm a Reiki master teacher, and I always tell everybody that's such a good foundation to get into it because it yeah. introduces you to your energetic body, yeah, yeah. And the ability to heal. Yeah. And you know, and going just a little bit deeper and opening yourself up to that space, you know, that we're really not familiar with, that we don't yeah. know that space, that theta brain wave. And so I am very curious about Seikem. Yes, S-E-K-A-E-M, Seikem, yeah. I'm sure this Seikem is very old, Is am I right? It seems oh, like yes. a yeah, yeah, yeah. old practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I love how it's coming back. I, this is just amazing. So it's like a remembrance of, you know, parts of our soul that have already lived before. That's how I feel all the time. Cause you started out this conversation saying, you know, it's those little things that you think, you know, in your head, you know, yeah. that you probably know it from somewhere for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, why is it there? And yeah. I feel, I have felt that way so many times 
And it, I just think it's very beautiful. And I, I would suggest leaning into it. Yeah. And that's what I've done. Yeah. You know? I think also, I mean, I think, any, well, I'm not saying anybody, but I mean, I think a lot of people can kind of intuit where they've been before because of how they feel in that place. And I remember when I was 13, um, we went for a holiday and we went to Versailles and I was so energized. Whoa, you know, and I just yeah. haven't get enough of Versailles. I yes. just never leave. Now, and I just thought, well, it's a nice place and I like palaces. Also, decades later, of course, I discovered I'd had a life at Versailles as a court yes. lady. And that was obviously what I was linking into. So, and I think, I think everyone probably does that to a certain extent. Yes. You know? Right. They're watching um, TV and all of a sudden they're really into it for whatever yeah. reason, dreaming yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Or alternatively repelled like I am by the right. First World War. Ugh. World War I, yeah. you know. And, yet, and I thought, well, you know, it was only relatively recently in the last 20 years. I thought, well, hang on a minute. But what about World War Two? And I thought, well, I couldn't care less about World War Two. You know, I thought, well, why aren't I repelled by World War Two if I'm by right. World War II? No, because World War One matters. World War II is, well, is irrelevant, you know. Exactly. So there are there are definitely, you know, things like that. So what you're repelled by and what you really are just love every second yes. of, you know, those are that, yeah. something you've you've known before. It's logical. It's like you said at the beginning. It is logical. It's logical reason. My daughter still today, even though she's 11, she always talks about wanting to go to New York. I'm like, but let's go to Paris. That's me. I'm like, let's go to Versailles. And she's like, I'd rather go to New York and I'm like what you know it doesn't make any sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah I believe that too and and I am like you there are some things that I'm so attracted to and others I'm like Ugh, yeah nah. yeah you know yeah. I'm not interested in that yeah. but yeah I think it's very interesting and I love that they have so many like um of the new like um docu or their series but they're based on like true historical events like um what's the one in scott out of scotland that's so popular oh yes outlander outlander Outlander. yeah yeah i love that i I mean i or you know i also like the vikings i mean i wanted to braid my hair and get my sword after (laughs) i watched the shield maidens yeah. So it's yeah. interesting, you know, it, yeah. it is true that, you know, sometimes we're attracted to certain time periods or people mm. and you just wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on Sense of Soul oh. and sharing your amazing mystic experience and, and, and also oh. sharing with the world, you know, in your book. What do you hope that the reader gets out of the book? enjoyment really I mean it's it's a book which is meant to be uplifting it's meant yeah. to give everyone what does it say? It's, it's not even hope because that sounds that hope itself sounds depressing you know yes it's, it's, it's enjoyment yes an uplifting book about life and also thought-provoking you know that people mm-hmm. really start expanding their ideas and anything is possible anything yeah. is possible we are on the whole prevented from doing things through our own judgment judgmental view and those judgments very often come through many lives in themselves but once you you expand your mind and think well no it could be you know we all feel better so yeah it's a a book to get everybody moving and thinking yeah (laughs) and tell everybody where they can find it right yes thank you amazon you mean yes amazon that's right 
And then um, do you have a website as well? I do, yes. It's called Rutland Healing. Because I live in Rutland, which is the smallest county in England. Do you still do Reiki? Do you still do Reiki in services? Yeah, no, um, I, I do. Yes, I will do. Yes, I do healing um, on my website as well as um, mediumship. The, the way I tend to, to heal people these days is um, with clear audience coming through at the same time. So it's a healing session and my spirit guides talking right the way through it, explaining what's being healed, why it's being healed and whatever needs to be done in the future. So it's, it, yeah, yes, that's all on my website, but um, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. You got the no nonsense guides going on with you Absolutely. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you. And you, lovely. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.